0: Welcome to the Nabasa podcast, episode nine, Francisco Kiko Gonzalez. Today, I'm sitting here with Francisco Kiko Gonzalez, who is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and an instructor at Solidarity Jiu-Jitsu in San Jose, which just recently opened up. Uh, Kiko is also one of the founding members of Coffee Crew, which provides Northern California open mats without politics. Uh, Kiko, thanks for coming on the podcast today and talking to me. How are you doing today?
1: I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good.
0: I just, just did a little bit of jiu-jitsu earlier this morning, and I'm I sitting here talking to you and, uh, see how the rest of the weekend goes. Okay. Sounds like a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The jujitsu uh, part. At least. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're, you're, there's, there's an open mat tomorrow in Gilroy, right? Talk yeah. Back. Yeah. So yep. I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm going around with the idea of, of, of being there, uh, deciding yeah. if I'm going to get up at, at, at six 30 tomorrow morning to go to Darby Gilroy. If not, then I will be at the next one down here in, in the Valley, but, uh, yep. I'm still, still mulling it over, but, uh, to start out i usually ask um you know how old are you where did you grow up and where do you currently reside so i'm uh i'm 46 now
1: mm-hmm. um and i'm pretty sure i'm 46 46 Ooh. or 47. <laughs> 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 it, one of the, i don't know um but i grew up in San, Jose, uh kind of for the most part on the east side and over on the south side seven mm-hmm. trees but uh spent some time you know we moved up to a little town called twain heart up in a uh, but the Sierra's up there, but, but mostly here in uh, San Jose. Yeah, nice. and uh, yeah. So I started jujitsu about 33, I think. Nice. I was uh, I did MMA for about a year, year and a half, and then I switched over to jujitsu uh, with uh,
0: my buddy Ben. So. And then you so you started MMA first, and there there wasn't any grappling in it, or or is it more strike based? Yeah, you know, I, I
1: grew up watching boxing, and um, I trained at Frank Shamrocks, and I kind of I enjoyed I enjoyed the grappling, uh, but I think the classes the striking classes were more available, and then also there was a uh, an instructor Tony De Maria and uh, Clint Coronel, that were doing uh, boxing, and I I really enjoyed that a lot, so I, I attended more of the striking classes, a little bit of the of the grappling, but mostly all striking.
0: So,
1: nice. Do you still do striking now? I don't. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better at jujitsu, and mm-hmm. I want to do the striking, but at the same time, I want to
0: get better at jujitsu. And <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. It's like I, I did karate years ago when I was like junior high, high school, a little bit after high school, and and then I did some other stuff before I did jujitsu. But I, I find myself wanting to experiment with striking again with jujitsu, as far as like self defense or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, because people say that really that to be really prepared for self defense, jiu jitsu is like the base, but you still should have some striking, like boxing or Thai boxing or something with it, or wrestling. Um, but for me, it's just the time. It's just trying to find the time to you know devote to that, and I'm so interested in jiu jitsu and so devoted to that that it's hard for me to like carve out time to go do that too.
1: Yeah, you know, well like, it, time know. is always the problem, right? It's like yeah, I, I you know I'm sure you work, I work, mm-hmm. <laughs> I work a lot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so trying to find the time, you know, we just opened up the school and trying to run mm-hmm. coffee crew and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, basically everything's jujitsu. <laughs> right. When when do you teach at Solidarity? What days? I'm doing uh Mondays and Wednesday nights. Nice. Okay. So I'm there pretty much uh five thirty to seven thirty at night or mm-hmm. the class, the last class is at seven thirty. So mm-hmm. I'm there. So um and I'm trying to find the time right now because I'm still trying to learn, right? Right. I, I need to keep getting more, more, uh, instruction. So, and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm over at Kyo's also. We're affiliated nice. with Kyo's. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to find out how
0: I'm going to do that. Right. That's right. You guys are, you guys are that. affiliated. Yeah. That's right. I forgot you guys are affiliated with CTA. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 I, I tend to, I tend to train mostly early mornings. That's how I fit it in because I find that, you know, I'll go to a 12.30 class here or there or an union class here or there. Um, like yesterday, actually, the morning and, and evening. And then I went back this morning, but, but usually I do mornings. It's like, cause I find that if I don't get it done first thing, it's like with work and everything else, it's just really hard to fit it in.
1: It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. I, I work in construction, right? So, mm. um, and I'm behind the desk. I'm not actually mm. physically working anymore. Right. right. Uh, or as being out in the field. Um, uh-huh. so a lot of the, my stuff, like my phone calls and all that stuff is early right. in the morning. Right. So I'm trying to figure out how I can get there at six in the morning, mm. train, Right, mm-hmm. and not yeah. affect the rest of yeah. my day with with issues of, from work. So, right, right. Um, the other option is going to be time. It's hard to break away sometimes for for lunch because that turned out to be a
0: two hour lunch. Right, it you does. Know. That's that's the part of the thing about the twelve thirty class, you know, or the morning. Like like actually, when I started Jiu Jitsu, the first six and a half seven years that I did it, I trained at AKA and I did it eleven o'clock because it was right around the corner from my office, and that's how I that's how I found that gym I got started there. But um, but it was hard, and it also required that doing that, it would be like an hour and a half, you know, almost two-hour lunch. And so that required me to do a lot of like uh, extra hours, you know, on the back end to try to make up that time, you know. And so it got it got really difficult. And then the pandemic hit, and then we started working at home a lot, and I was here in Campbell. And that's – it was just trying to get over there. It was just too difficult. And the 11 o'clock class wasn't available when we first came back from the pandemic, and I just had to make a decision. And I basically, I changed gyms primarily the the – the reason was at that time was scheduling. Just couldn't get over there. I couldn't get time to yeah. train. You know?
1: I mean you um, got to you got to sign up. You know you got to be at a gym that you can yeah. make it to. Right, right. Convenience
0: yeah. is a big factor. Yeah, it is. There. I mean that's the reality of it. Is if it's not convenient, it's gonna be It's gonna be harder for you to get there and to do it. And you have to be. You know, you have to be. Uh, you have to put the time in to get better. You know, that's all there is to it. Um, yeah. So. I, yeah. I, so so how did you transition from MMA to jiu-jitsu you, you said that you met somebody that introduced it to you and yeah yeah so my
1: buddy Ben mm-hmm. um big Ben he's one of one of the founders right and yeah. uh he actually grew up across the street from me and mm-hmm. so I, I've known him since he was about 10 years old somewhere right around there, right and uh you know we've always been in contact you know mm-hmm. we're good friends and um I was doing MMA and he was already doing jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and so one day he, you know, you go, hey, well, I heard your training. Why don't you come through and train? And uh, mm-hmm. him and a few of friends that he had, we got together in a garage. I remember the mm-hmm. guy's name, but we went to this this guy's garage. He had a couple little mats rolled out, mm-hmm. and we trained on there. And uh, you know, I got I got my butt kicked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was just jujitsu, right? It was just jujitsu, right. but still, right. it was like it was like I wrestled a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you feel like you're okay, like you I, I can defend myself. And like I, when I was at, doing MMA. For the most part, my wrestling helped. Right, I'm not saying I was great, right, but mm-hmm. I could defend myself a little bit, so I can get back up. Right, but but yeah, they really opened my eyes to uh, to a good little whoop in there that day. So the, to this
0: mission <laughs> game, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what most people say, right? We all we all went in our first time and got destroyed. Um, so so from there, how did what was your decision? Did you like stop MMA or stop the striking and just no? I actually.
1: System? I actually spent about a year, maybe a little bit less in my garage mm-hmm. I ended up, um, cause I was still training. I was doing, I was over at Frank Shamrock's and so mm-hmm. I was training there still doing the boxing and the striking mm-hmm. a little bit of the, the ground game. Um, mm-hmm. but I was also training with Ben. And so we ended up getting a few mats in my garage okay.
0: and doing
1: that a couple nights a week. And then eventually I fitted out my garage just from wall to wall. And had about five or six guys coming over and we were just doing no gi because I I really didn't want to do the gi. I wanted to right. do no gi. And this was you know twelve years ago or so, right? I think it was like 2010, 2011 mm-hmm. somewhere around there. So I didn't really want to do the gi and there was there wasn't a lot of no-gi options in San Jose. Right. right. So we were just doing no gi in my garage for about a year. And then mm-hmm. eventually I I uh I just signed up over at Claudio's in San Jose. Or actually, I signed
0: up. It was an affiliate of Claudio's at the time. Okay. So, so, so when you went to, up going, so when you went to Claudio's, you ended up starting yeah. the gi, though, correct? Or did it was a no gi? It's still a Claudio's.
1: Uh, it was. They had the gi. They had mm-hmm. the gi. Um, but it, They still had the MMA. That's of the striking. Mm-hmm. So I was able to still do that. They had a little bit of no gi, and then they had the okay. gi also. So okay. I, I kind of was able to get a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah. Do you do you do you still prefer no gi to a gi
1: to this day or do now know? now I just mostly do gi. It's like really? I, I okay. really do no gi. It, uh-huh. it, times have changed. So I'm a little slower, I'm a little older. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. it's it's harder to keep up with some right. of the young guys, right? And then right. um uh, you know, but I, I enjoy both. I enjoy uh-huh. both. I'll do both. You know, so I'm coffee uh-huh. crew. When I go out there, I'll take my gi and if uh-huh. somebody wants to roll no gi, I just take, take my gi top off and i roll, you know.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So uh it's not a not a problem. Nice. So how long did you train? How long did you train at Claudius? I
1: was at Claudius for about six, nine or 10 years. About somewhere 10 around
0: years. there. Yeah. Yeah, And you got your black belt in yeah. 2017 yeah. along with Ben and Fernando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so how,
1: Ben took wait. a break, so it took him a little longer to, to catch up. Okay. So ben took a little uh, t- took a break he was doing uh-huh. some work and schooling and stuff so he took a little break and then uh eventually we were all kind of like I said he was a I think he was a blue belt when I first started so he was so already training at Claudius
0: already, okay yeah he would already
1: had been there for a couple okay. of years okay. I believe okay so I eventually ended up uh I, I, I got sucked in I got sucked in I was doing two a day sometimes and just training as much as I could right so I ended up catching up to him
0: there you go. Yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. You know, yeah. I've had, I've had, I've had, I've heard of those experiences, seen those things happen. It does happen. Uh, so, how did Coffee Crew start? What was the, what was the idea behind that? How did, how did it
1: you know, it, it was pretty organic. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a, a, a master plan or anything like that, right? It really mm-hmm. started. I think the way it really started was uh, Ben. Mm-hmm. We, we used to, we used to have things to do, right? We had kids and all stuff mm-hmm. kinds of mm-hmm. stuff, right? And we were able to train certain days. Mm-hmm. Um, during the week. Mm-hmm. But Sun, we, you know, we wanted to get that extra day in. So Sunday ended up being that extra day, right? We go early. Um, and we actually used to do that at nine o'clock, actually. It was at nine Wow. And we didn't have many many people showing up for the first few years. It was uh mm-hmm. maybe five guys at the most. So totally. yeah. but that that's kind of how it started. We just wanted to get extra training in. But I think the idea of of the cross-training portion of it and visiting gyms and all that. Mm-hmm. Started when I was a white belt and in my garage, right? Because I, I only had a certain group of people to train with. right? And so since Ben was already training, he had connections already with other gyms uh, up in Salinas. There was a gym called Fighter's Corner um, mm-hmm. here in San Jose, right? We'll go to Claudio's, we would go to mm-hmm. uh, other other schools. And so him being connected with those people, I w- he would take me with him. Mm-hmm. And so we would train at different schools. And I just, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. nobody knew who i was right mm-hmm. i I, just, I had good cardio i was working out every day mm-hmm. and <laughs> so i'd go in there with my bad technique and get people uh-huh. tired <laughs> nice <laughs> and i was you know but that's kind of the, how the idea started
0: right so so when did it when did it switch to the because it's huge now i mean you go to coffee crew and it's like wall-to-wall people um yeah when when did the seven thirty idea transition did, did you find you got more people to show up in an earlier hour so so it started growing uh
1: there was a kickboxing class when we were doing it over at claudio's mm-hmm. in san jose so there was a kickboxing class and you know they had paying members and we were, mm-hmm. we're paying members but we you know sunday wasn't bringing money you can say right mm-hmm. we were just taking up space at that point right right there was no class going on or anything um so they they said hey these guys are going to do kickboxing at nine o'clock it was nine or nine thirty mm-hmm. i said can you guys do it a little bit earlier so i said mm-hmm. okay well let's do you know we'll do like eight o'clock or something, give us an hour. Mm. And then obviously it's like an hour goes by really fast. Right. So we ended up doing uh 7:30. Mm. And
0: 730
1: seemed mm. to work out perfect. Right. Because after an hour, if you notice even now, mm. after that hour is up, that's when people start to taper off. Right. And more people start to kind of sit on the wall and hang out mm. or mm-hmm. coaching or whatever you want to call mm. it. Right. Right, <laughs> so, right,
0: right.
1: So so that hour and a half was was I think moving to seven thirty. A lot more, a lot of people complained, right? People that mm. didn't show up. They, oh, right. if you did it later, we'd show up, right? And right. It's like, well, we did it later. Nobody was showing up, so we're just mm-hmm. gonna keep it at seven thirty. It's convenient. It was better for me, because uh-huh. uh, and for Ben also, right? Some of the guys, because mm-hmm. you go at seven thirty, you get it out of the way, and you have the rest of the day to do whatever you need to do. Yep. And so, uh, for me, you know, going to church, I think we started church at 11. So I was mm-hmm. able to get home, take a shower and still go to church with the family. Right. And so that ended up, you know, sticking.
0: Yeah. Well, that's important. Your family's important. So, and I that's actually, when we, do, that's when we switched. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like that. Like I said, I like the idea of, of early, um. Sometimes, like just personally for me, it's like sometimes the Sunday morning is like, oh man, I just got, I want to sleep a little bit, and it's like I'll be lazy and I'll and I'll miss some. Sometimes I got, I got to get better about going. I want to, I want to try to go to every one of them, but it's like, yeah, I admit it, I'm lazy. I just get tired. I just. You know, I just you know. <laughs> well, it,
1: it, it's funny because it, because I, I wake up early every day, mm-hmm. and so my eyes open like at five thirty.
0: Or do they? And I'm okay.
1: staring at the. Ceiling
0: i wish yeah, i had that like problem.
1: Staring at the you know, i know i wish <laughs> i had that problem it's it's, it's a good
0: problem
1: yeah it's it a is a good problem sometimes. to have it, it actually <laughs> is a good
0: problem to have it is it's like because like i'll train i usually train 7 30 at, at, at the academy on saturday mornings and then sunday i mean i don't today i felt pretty good because it wasn't that hard this morning but so i'll probably be okay to go tomorrow um but but sometimes i feel like pretty smashed up by sunday you know, by the end of the week, because I'll train, yeah. like, I'll train, like, five, six days a week, you know, depending on, on intensity yeah. levels, but, but I get, sometimes Sunday is just that day where I'm, like, oh, man, I'm destroyed, I, I just can't, I can't do it, Um, but I think, actually, today, I felt pretty good, so I should be able to make it, um, but it's a lot of fun, it is a lot of fun, it's fun to, like, go and enroll people that you don't normally roll with, and you get to see what things you're working on, if they're improving, or if you're, you know, still got certain holes, or whatever, and it's fun to meet new people, and, just expand your network and, and, you know, interact with different people. It's a lot of fun. So, it's I mean, I, if anybody who's listening, you know, if you're in the, you know, the San Jose, Gilroy area or, you know, Los Altos anywhere in Silicon Valley, and, and you want to uh, find an open mat where you can have fun and enroll with a bunch of different people, the coffee crew is the way to go. I mean, it's, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's an sure. hour and a half and almost two hours of training people there are cool. Um, And it's good jujitsu. It's, it's good. It's good. And uh, I know we've, We've we've hosted a couple times a summer, right? You know, for doing new. Mm-hmm. That's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's that was that's the, the thing, right? It's like you get to meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, and not just the um, the people at the gym, right? But you meet mm-hmm. the owners uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times, the head instructors, and you, mm-hmm. you develop those relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the biggest thing about Coffee Crew, and it's, I think it's something that we've really tried to do, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. You're not there to beat everybody up. You're not there to be the, the best, right? Mm-hmm. You're there to learn. Mm-hmm. Even though there's not a lot of instruction going on, mm-hmm. we've always tried to keep the, the door open for people to ask questions, You know, troubleshoot mm-hmm. positions, mm-hmm. and everybody together should be doing that, right? It's not just like, oh, only the black belts. Like, sometimes blue belts and, and, and uh, purple belts have a lot of uh, good information. Yeah. And and they share that with the with the other people that are going, right? So it's mm-hmm. like everybody sharing information, getting better together, right? Even though you're mm-hmm. from different gyms, like that mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. And mm-hmm. you know, I tell people all the time, it's like it, it, you know, the whole the whole thing about only stay within your gym and all that, mm-hmm. that's cool if you want to do that. I'm not like that personally. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is too is you don't like everybody at your gym. I don't care. You're like if you don't know every single that's person, true. And I'm that's sure true. you're not friends with every single person at the gym, mm-hmm. right? And it's the same thing for other people. You're gonna find other friends at other gyms that are really cool that you're gonna you're gonna talk to and you're gonna hang out with outside of the gym, right? Right. So why shouldn't you develop these relationships with people? Mm-hmm. You know, and you can train at another gym. And that's not a problem, right? You know, just yeah, we're I, not yeah, gangs. We're Not gangs. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. The, the whole thing and the, yeah, I know it's stupid. Um, it, yeah. it, but it has, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's actually sort of gone away. It's not very prevalent in jujitsu anymore that, you know, people don't care. And, you know, and, and as far as like in my personal situation, I mean, a couple of the guys that I trained with like to go to coffee crew too, you know, including my coach. So it's like, it's not an issue for me. I don't, it's not a big, it's yeah. no big deal. You know, it's fun. Um, so so what do you feel, let's go to some specific jujitsu questions. So you said you, you, you used to do a lot of no-gi. I did a lot of gi in the past. Now I do no-gi, and I, I like them both. Um, I, I tend to prefer no-gi right now. Um, but what do you feel are the biggest differences between the two? For me, the uh, besides the actual game now, it's like right now, it's really that can't be
1: right, the no-gi is. Mm-hmm. Um, no-gi is a lot faster, mm-hmm. right? and then your 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 grips right or your your, that kind of changes how you do things right but Mm. the gi for me especially when i'm tired i can kind of grab somebody Mm. lock them up a little bit with the lapels Mm. um you know and hold on to them and slow the game down to the pace that i can move at right yeah Yeah. i've never been fast and i'm slower now so so that that makes it tough right so so the gi helps me slow the game down more than anything and um You know, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is with Nogi too, even if it's not, even if people aren't doing leg locks uh, to me, you know, I'm getting leg lock mm-hmm. for some reason, whenever I do Nogi, I, my knees are always sore the next day. Really? So, yeah. So I don't know if it's just like the the shooting and the wrestling portion of mm-hmm. it that does it. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, it, my knees are sore for some reason, the next, usually the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's just, you know, for, but more than anything, it's the speed, I think for me that, mm-hmm of no gi, right? right so it's a little bit faster it's a little slipperier you got to move and, and lock things up a little bit more uh tighter i guess you can say but yeah but i like it i like it though right i just I have trouble keeping up with the young guys
0: yeah it's fun i don't know <laughs> you, you gotta you just gotta i guess i don't know you gotta grab them and manhandle yeah. them like it like i like, give you use the old man strength on them that's what i say yeah
1: that's, that's what right. i try
0: to do but sometimes yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, be lifting weights? <laughs> yeah well, that's, i do lift weights i do i do i've always yeah. i have my almost my whole life I, I think i started when i was like 17 and i took some breaks throughout the years but i mean for the most part i've lifted weights the whole time um and i do still continue to do it i think it's important just even for your just your general health it's good to have you know to try yeah. to maintain your muscle mass as you get older um i'm a little older than you um uh, you know so i i it's become like a like I don't do it anymore because like I used to be, I used to be in a bodybuilding and all that kind of stuff. I don't do it for those purposes anymore. I do it now. I do it a for jujitsu, but, but even more importantly, just for my health, you know, I just think about it for like trying to maintain my muscle mass and, and in uh, and my general health and longevity and so forth. I guess there are some studies done that say like, you know, if you the longer, you can maintain it. It, 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 it helps with your, with your longevity and your, in your lifespan. So it's important. It's important
1: yeah when i've lifted weight, i don't lift weights right now and mm-hmm. i do some workouts but mm-hmm. i need to get back to it again mm-hmm. is the whole time thing right now right mm-hmm. um but when i do it i feel better i definitely feel yeah. better i feel like i'm i get uh injured less for mm-hmm. sure right mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. long as i'm not doing stupid something stupid lifting weights right right right, <laughs> trying, right. trying to go heavy which has been my problem mm-hmm. um it's just getting you know you get in your own head and
0: be like i can do that right right <laughs> and right, right. And there you
1: go. That's the beginning of the end. The ego, the
0: ego takes over. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've stopped doing that. I've stopped doing that. That's one thing I'm like, I, I will still train heavy, but I, I tend to, like if I'm considering like a one rep max, I'm really doing about 90% of that one rep max. So I'm actually holding back a little bit or I'll do, or if I'm like thinking I'm going to go for a triple like max, I'm actually, it's probably really my five rep max. So I'm, I'm, I'm always having a little in the tank. I, I, I feel like you still get the benefit of it. You still get the stimulation, but you don't have the much of the risk risk factor, but the, but the way to do help, I think in jujitsu as well as like the, the. Reducing your, your, your chance of injury. It makes your body more resilient, your tendons, especially when you use like bands and things like that, the band work can really yeah. help your joints. On um, So those are things I think they're important. I mean, it's, I've gotten way more interested in that kind of stuff as far as like, how can I, strengthen my tendons and my joints and, and my ligaments and things like that to prevent injury. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, increase isometric strength I think is good for jujitsu. Um, uh, at least in my case, cause that's sort of like what, the way I do jujitsu. I like to use the isometric type holds and so forth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what's the most important thing you feel you've gotten from jitsu through the whole experience?
1: Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, I have developed a lot of friendships, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of friendships that are that are uh, I mean just like a solidarity, right? Is, is right. I met I met Fernando in jiu-jitsu at jiu-jitsu, at Claudio's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben I already knew for a long time, but it's also mm-hmm. helped us kind of stay with that 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 bond, right? Where we're staying in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's moved on, he moved on into Macula, so he's he's down there but um and he's actually doing coffee crew south down there right so they're doing mm-hmm. a coffee crew in temecula
0: mm-hmm. and he's running it
1: but through jujitsu we've been able to stay in contact and call each other and talk to each other all the mm-hmm. time right mm-hmm. and really just talk a lot of smack to each other right so like, yeah i might see you. I'm like, right? right <laughs> yeah, right so, but, but, ass, yeah. but tons of friendships right tons mm-hmm. of friendships um but on top of that uh the stress release i get From work and from just Mm -hmm. everyday life i -hmm. think that's that's been huge right for me that's almost the most important thing that i get during the week like when Mm -hmm. i don't go i feel tensed up i feel like i'm mad you know Mm -hmm. i'm a little my my fuse is a little shorter
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but when i i'm happy like people say things to me i don't get mad it's like okay cool whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i just like i got through i go through life with a smile i guess (laughs) <laughs> right well,
0: so, that makes a lot of sense i i can agree with a lot so of that's, things, that's
1: I, I think know. those are the two biggest things the friendships yeah the, the,
0: yeah yeah i had uh the friendship the, thing the you actually the bring is, up. i
1: mean it helps me stay in shape it helps mm-hmm. me stay in shape mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Saying, it helps me stay in shape right but it also gives me some injuries so i
0: don't know yeah it's not the worst thing about there. it it helps you stay in shape but it also gives you injuries yeah that, that does it is a strange yeah, that's a fact. It is a fact. It does. I mean, you feel beat up a little bit, but, but overall, yeah, you are, you are in better shape. Uh, and, you know, but it's funny too, you said about the friend thing too, because like, I actually recently, I got together with two of my friends from AKA that I used to train with. And it was a lot of fun. We just got together and had coffee for like 30 minutes or an hour and it was fun. You know, and we still talk yeah. here and there. We'll, we'll message each other on Instagram and, you know, keep in touch and I'm so friends with actually another guy from that I met through aka he's down in San Diego right now. We talk all the time on text message or, or we'll talk on the phones in a while. But yeah, you, you keep these connections and these friends and, you know, and that you meet through people you never would have met otherwise, you know. Oh yeah. Never would've. I mean Pete,
1: you, you train with Pete, right? Pete mm-hmm. over at yeah, I love uh, Pete, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: so I, I met Pete at, at, you know through jiu-jitsu. Um mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's one of the ways we'd be able to stay in contact and we talk and stuff. Right. And, you know, he's a great guy. I you know, yeah. consider, him a, consider him a friend. So, Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's another guy, right? And we've just mm-hmm. been able to train. You know, he's gotten mm-hmm. me over when we go to Samurai, you know. And, right. You know he's, yeah. I think I've attended a couple of his classes. I, I met Pete when he was a white belt, right?
0: Yeah. So Pete, yeah.
1: White belt Pete and white belt today is two different Pete's, right? No, <laughs> not he's like not a white movie. belt anymore. <laughs> that's for sure.
0: He's a freaking terrorist. You know, he's, yeah, uh, yeah he's... he's <laughs> yeah he'll roll you up man that guy he's so good and he but the thing is with pete too is that pete's just so he's such a nice guy too it's just like you know he's such a nice guy and I no, really, he beats really you up with a smile yeah yeah he's smiling he's beating you up and smashing you. <laughs> he's he's great though i love him and i actually learned a lot from him i learned a lot from him. yeah. yeah you know, him and kevin and you know and you know they're both they're both really cool and you know but they have they have uh just killer too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and one, and Aubrey too. Kid. Aubrey, you can't forget about Aubrey. Oh, yeah. Aubrey, no, for amazing. sure. No, it's, yeah, there's
1: a great group at. at yeah. I think yeah. Most gyms have a great group of people, right? That, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously, there's some that you you jive with better than others mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. almost every single gym you go to, at least every gym that I've been to, mm-hmm. a great group of people where where you know everybody's cool and everybody wants to help each other. Everybody wants to train and have fun, right? Yeah. Everybody's nobody's there to kill each other unless you go to the pop class, right? But then that's what right. you're asking for right right yeah
0: yeah i i find i find the same it's like like um yeah i can't yeah i mean yeah you may not you may not like you may not hang out with somebody outside of class some people or whatever but there's still a lot of people you would and, and you know you're not like everybody and everybody's gonna like you and and, and you know what i have like i have social anxiety so like when i go to class sometimes i'm really quiet because i'm just in my own head doing my own thing mm-hmm. right and you know and people can take that as oh he's you know he's he's an asshole or he's aloof or he's that and that's not it at all it's just i'm just like dealing with my own, yeah. my own stuff you know in my head and so that's why i'm quiet that's why um i actually you know it's yeah. something i'm trying to work on myself yeah and, and
1: that's a that's another funny thing right it's i'm, I'm like people think oh, uh, i just go out and talk to people i'm like i'm not like that at all mm-hmm. like if i if you see me out you know if i, if I don't know you and i'm mm-hmm. out in the street i don't talk mm-hmm. to you like yep. I don't know you, right? So I don't mm-hmm. talk to you. I'm not super social, right? Mm-hmm. I, for the most part keep to myself. Mm-hmm. And my wife is actually the one who pointed this out. It's like when you're when you're at jujitsu, you're a different person. You're talking, you're smiling, right. you're joking. Right. Right. Like you're not the same. Right. And it's just, mm-hmm. and I never noticed that. But even with coffee crew, right? It's like I'm forced to get out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I we want to keep it as a safe, a safe place for people mm-hmm. to train, not get mm-hmm. injured and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you have to get out there and you have to talk to people, mm-hmm. right? And then there's other people that naturally are very social, so they'll start talking to you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of rubs off at times too, right? So, yeah, um, like Ben is a lot more social than me. He, he, he's definitely way more social and out there talking and stuff, but so mm-hmm. that helps me out, right, a little bit. But um, I think, uh, you know, Fernando Fernando's kind of, he keeps to himself, but he also talks to people, he does his thing, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's like you get a, a, a good mix of, of people, Mm-hmm. Right, and you rub mm-hmm. off on each other, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, everybody's just sitting there having fun, right? You, you get rid of that that anxiety or that like little social awkwardness. not wanting Yeah, to talk that's to the him. thing.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like if people come up to me and talk to me, I'll talk to them, and I'm and I it opens me up. But it's like, but it's hard for me sometimes to like initiate the contact with somebody. I feel self conscious yeah. or whatever, you know. And it's just my thing. And that's but that's one thing about for me going to coffee crew, which is cool too, is I get to interact with a bunch of people I'm not I don't even know. So you know, when you're a guy with a social anxiety. And you walk into this room with all these people you don't know that's like a big deal you know so it's yeah. it, it's a big step to take and, and like open you know, like put yourself in that position so yeah. you know but it's it's um it's fun i mean it's i mean i'm well, like like gilroy like like anthony i know anthony from aka so you know we uh we, we trade together there and mm-hmm. so you know when i see him it's like it's comfortable and stuff and I you know it, it, it's a comfortable situation but um yeah so talking about that you know I actually make it a point when we when
1: you know talking about coffee crew and, and mm-hmm. people new new people that show up right that, mm-hmm. that are there and i have seen it before on their faces right it's just mm-hmm. like they're looking around like oh shit like what did i get myself into right <laughs> you know right. they're there by themselves or whatever and i'm like hey mm-hmm. so so i try to make it a point to go up to these to the to the newer people that are there or, or somebody i haven't seen before right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that show up especially now there's a lot of people that show up uh it's way bigger than before right so if I haven't seen them or I, maybe, maybe I've seen them. I just don't, you know, they say you see a lot of people, Mm. but once I recognize them and say, okay, well, this guy's new, Mm. I'll try to go out of my way and talk to them Mm. and, and get them to be, you know, comfortable to, you know, as comfortable as you're going to get before you jump on the mat. Somebody tries to strangle you. Right. (laughs) At least try to get out there with them, talk to them. It's a white belt. I try to roll with them. Mm. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, you're just trying to pick on the white belt. No. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get them comfortable to know that this is a friendly environment and mm-hmm. we're going to try to help you, bro. And 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 nobody's trying to hurt you. Right. Right. Like we're trying to, right. you know, right. do jujitsu, but not hurt you.
0: Right. So it's it's right. you know,
1: It's it's a yeah, I, th- I think it helps. Right. I think it helps. And yeah. I, I appreciate when somebody did that to me when I first started. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to just do that for other people and get them comfortable. So and it keeps them coming back too. so
0: yeah it does it does that that's the thing i mean if you're if it's welcoming and it's comfortable for people that that's i mean that's like any any gym anywhere in Mm jujitsu. i think that if you walk in a place and you feel like nobody nobody cares about you and or not so much cares about you but they're just like they're not they're not interacting with you or welcoming you or you know or speaking with you or whatever that it makes you feel uncomfortable it's already hard enough to walk into one of those places
1: you know for the average
0: person you know because it's it's a big step but uh but no it is like you said it's much bigger now i would assume that it used to be because um, every time I've gone, it's, it's really big. It, it's a lot of people, and it, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, of the, all the, the San
1: Jose f- one's the biggest, I think.
0: The San Jose ones. Anything yeah. in the San
1: Jose, like Mount View, mm-hmm. maybe, Los Altos, or at JG, mm-hmm. Los Altos. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the biggest ones we've been doing. Cayo's, yeah. I mean, Cayo's was huge. Every time we go to, we go to
0: Cayo's probably once a year, I think, and so I, that one is huge. I have to go over to Cayo's. You know, I have been training, like I said, jiu-jitsu for about yeah, it's been eight years or a little over about eight years i've never been to cta i've wow. never trained there and one of my my best friend who's a black belt in jiu-jitsu he's the guy who got me into jujitsu. jitsu trained there for several years and actually got his purple belt there okay. um but you know and and a couple of my other friends still train there too um like matt tillman and you know some of the guys i know and, okay yeah, yeah. But i've never been there i've got to go over there and train there i i, I have to do that you know i just have never done it I, I guess I have to admit, I, I guess I was a little intimidated by the whole, by, by the idea of going to Coyoteras. that it's just like, you know, world famous, you know, uh, you know, world champion type, uh, you know, instructor with a lot of competitive um, athletes mm-hmm. in there. Like I, I have competed in the past, but I don't compete now and I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of it. So um, mm-hmm. I guess it was sort of it for, for me. What, what was your experience over there about, about competition or if you didn't want to compete? Um,
1: I, It's like, it's like any other gym. Oh, really? Okay. It is. It, I mean, the technique is great, right? The mm-hmm. technique is great. He's very detailed and he's very hands-on. Kyle's hands-on with mm-hmm. his technique.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, even if he's not necessarily teaching a class, a lot of mm-hmm. times he's watching and making sure to talk the way he wants it, mm-hmm. right? Which is great, right? Because a lot of times you mm-hmm. you go to a school and it has somebody else's name, but you never see that person. Mm -hmm. right it's somebody else teaching and then you can go to another another school that's affiliated and it's completely different Mm -hmm. right so so he's very hands-on so you're actually getting instruction even if it's not from him you're Mm -hmm. getting that (laughs) that technique of that 12-time world champion right right Um, but as far as the classes though you know everybody's friendly like you said you Mm -hmm. know matt tell me Matt's Mm -hmm. super cool Mm -hmm. man so there's there's a lot of people that are just as friendly as the evening class now if you go to the if you go to the comp class Mm-hmm. You know that's that's a whole other level, but now right. and I think it's like this at almost every school. but if you go to a comp class, you need to expect to train hard mm-hmm. and you need to expect people to come at you because yeah. everybody's fo- focused in and they're focused on on mm-hmm. being able to win right? mm-hmm. so you got to push yourself right mm-hmm. um but but as far as evening classes it's it's a friendly environment it's it's mm-hmm. like almost any school you go to, right they mm-hmm. um, like said the, the the instruction is very detailed. it's a mm-hmm. little more detailed than some of the other schools I've been to mm-hmm. but I've learned, I've learned a lot. I went there as a black belt. I, moved, I switched, nice. I switched to Kyos in 28 to mm-hmm. the beginning of
0: 2018.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt like I didn't know anything. Really? <laughs> so it was, wow. It just, it was, the technique was different from mm-hmm. what I'm used mm-hmm. to. Right. And some of the stuff at first didn't make sense. There was moves I thought like, man, that's never going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then I would hit it the neck, like at coffee, I coffee would I would actually try some of that stuff. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's working. It's like my game has changed since I've been there. Wow. it's just, it's it i mean it works it works yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't doubt it works i was just sort of like my my whole thing was like I, like i said i've competed in the past but i'm if not a i'm not an avid competitor and i felt like that's was it, it seemed to be that was sort of like the vibe that i got from from that school but yeah um, no but i guess not i mean i'll have to go check it out yeah, there is a lot of competitors there, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see, and,
1: and it is a younger crowd for the most part. But
0: mm-hmm. like I said, mm-hmm. if you
1: go to the evening classes, mm-hmm. there, it's your average person, right? It's okay. it's the guys that are working. It's it's your average person, right. like us, right? right? You'll see some some high level competitors
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, training in the evenings but that's not their competition class, right? They're there to work on stuff and do their thing. They're doing the competition class. I think it's at one o'clock, I think somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. when you, if you go at that class, that's you get that vibe, right? It's different. It's like, you know, you're in the lines then. (laughs) <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's cool no i mean i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna go check it out especially when you guys do a coffee through the coffee crew there again i will definitely yeah. go yeah i i i missed the last the last time it was happening i found out like like too late i was like oh, okay i wish i would have known but I, yeah i didn't what could make it um i have yeah, I think that what well, so
1: the the coyote ones the the coyote ones have been the biggest for sure they, they've been mm-hmm. uh the first one we did there was eighty something people, I think. And then the mm-hmm. last this last one we did uh was a hundred and I counted hundred and ten. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard know, it was packed. Like, man, it was super packed, but it was, yeah, like, I heard he it was was packed. both rooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he I heard it was rooms. Huge. he has two rooms yeah. in there. Two so rooms. Fit. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I heard so that it was super packed. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so of all the belts when you went through getting into your black belt, which was the hardest to get through for you and why? um i'm gonna say brown belt the
1: mm-hmm. brown belt was for some reason i don't know what there was some injuries like i the white belt i kind of i trained before i wrestled like mm-hmm. said, i said, wrestled up in uh, mm-hmm. uh twain heart in, in uh in junior high so i wrestled a little bit so white belt is like i already had to start doing mma so white belt was super easy for me it was like uh, i was basically a blue belt you know mm-hmm. uh so when i got my blue belt i felt like i should have been a blue belt then blue belt felt pretty simple it was like you're always working on something but if it felt like i was training a lot i was working out i was doing some crossfit mm-hmm. so i was breezing through that one purple belt was super fun and so then when i got my brown belt suddenly it was like oh shit i'm almost at black belt and so i don't know if i got on my own head or what but it, it just felt harder like i felt like people were coming at me more you know i had to start working more on leg locks and or defending them because i'm still not mm-hmm. good at them <laughs> you know yeah. so so that one just like all my belts was two years, two years, two years, except for a white belt, it's like six months or a year, whatever it was. And I got my blue, but blue and purple were two years. Brown, I think I was there for for three years. And then when they asked me like, hey, so what do you think about being a black belt? My honest opinion was like, I'd rather wait. I want mm-hmm. another year at brown belt. I want to keep working. I want to, I want to, I just felt like I needed more. There was, I wasn't ready for that black belt yet, but. Right. There was a couple of injuries. So I think I hurt my back and then I hurt my knee. Um, I was kind of trying to change my game also a little bit, right? Because I was – I think I was more – my lower belts, I focused more on being on top. I didn't mm-hmm. really play guard or anything. I was, it was always trying to be on top, trying to be on top. I started switching to trying to play bottom more. So I, I think so. That kind of changed everything because then you kind of lose that timing of being on top and passing and things like that too, right? Because I was. Right solely focused on one thing so you know um but i had to to say for me for me personally it was brown belt for sure
0: nice
1: just what's felt the longest and hard
0: what what was the what, 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 I'm going i'm going to trail off your last statement you made what, what what's your favorite guard from bottom like when you play him. now it's
1: uh it's closed guard or half guard is what i go for the most closed guard is like You know, I started writing a curriculum um, while I was teaching because I wanted to have a path, right? I want to know what Mm -hmm. we're working on and things like that. And I realized that when I'm writing it down, that that clothes guard just had so much stuff in it. Like there's just, you know, the sweeps, right? Flower sweep, Mm -hmm. pendulum sweep, like Mm -hmm. all these sweeps you can do, all these attacks you can do, right? and I'm, and this is all mostly gi, Okay. <laughs> so, right, so, so all these things you can do and I'm pretty much safe, right? As long as you're in my clothes guard, for the most part, I'm pretty safe. Maybe if there's striking involved in stuff, it's a little bit more dangerous, but at the same time, I can still break you down and hold you down, you know, frame mm-hmm. off the arms and things like that. I'm still safer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so close guard is kind of my go-to and then, um, i'm still working on it though like i'm still trying to trying to figure that out for the right. most part because the higher the, the higher balance that you go against the harder it is to do these things they know exactly what you're trying to do mm-hmm. um but then after that would have to be um half guard for mm-hmm. sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah then, I, you know it's
1: like i'll play a little bit of guard and stuff but mostly those two half guard and half guard and closed guard for sure
0: yeah yeah those are uh those are my favorites for ye well actually i I say for Gi now, something I've been transitioning to is is uh, is uh, collar and sleeve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having the having the hand in the collar and one sleeve and then the feet on the hips and so forth, I've actually, or inside the bicep, I've actually had a lot of uh, uh, positive uh, outcomes with that now lately. So I've been playing with that. But I have also, I've always been a half guard guy and a closed guard guy. Although with no Gi, I find that my closed guard besides like triangles and straight arm bars, I tend to go more toward uh, like shoulder locks and clamp guard and i more like Williams guard now to get to mm-hmm. positions from there. Um, I use like, like uh closed guard as an intermediate like station and then transition like a clamp guard and go from there to attack. Um, but yeah, I like those, I like those. But half guard especially, half guard has always been my yeah. favorite. Always so,
1: like, so half guard, I started playing half guard before, right? And there was mm-hmm. things I was trying to do off of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I watched actually uh, what's it, Lucas leach mm-hmm. the Coyote mm-hmm. Guard DVD. Mm-hmm. Right, I watched that, and that changed the, how I was playing half guard. I started going for mm-hmm. like that knee twist, like you know the Coyote Guard type mm-hmm. type play. And then also Paul Schreiner had a, a half guard DVD. Yes. So yes. those two those two DVDs together really changed how I was playing half guard. So and then and then being at Kyle's, he like I said there was similar positions from half guard he mm-hmm. showed me some you know during class he'd show some mm-hmm. some things on there and just you know just like oh like oh shit <laughs> do that? nice nice but, but even even the close guard um kyle being at like, kyle just changed how i was playing close guard too he does mm-hmm. this this arm drag from close guard and the way he does it just made a lot of sense right it was like i had mm-hmm. seen it before but just the little details that he's doing and I started playing with it and doing it, and it it, it, it works right. So I started getting mm-hmm. with it more. So I've been kind of playing that arm drag from the close guard a lot more, trying to get to mm-hmm. the back or flower sweep and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's that's been my my go to lately.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so what do you what do you think of normal... primary... nice?
1: Well,
0: what do you what do you think of well going off that idea of like the um the arm drag with the top arm? What do you think of Lomel plotter from half guard in there? Uh,
1: well, from close guard or from half guard. Half guard. I, I normally from half guard. I don't really do I. I guess I would depending on on the position. If I play, if I'm playing the over under, right? Mm-hmm. The overhook. If I'm playing the overhook, I'll go for it from there. Mm-hmm. But but um, yeah, I'll get it a lot from close guard really. But yeah, I guess from if I'm playing that overhook. Because mm-hmm. I like that overhook game, I said I, mm-hmm. for some reason that's really I, I, it really worked well for me for the most part. So yeah. with that one, I will go for for it. And there's like the Williams guard too, right? You can grab yeah. the, the shoulder there, so mm-hmm. that's where you can get that at. Yeah. So yeah, yeah,
0: I've yeah, been playing a lot with that lately. I actually like it. I find I get a lot of uh, positive feedback from it, um, and and I like it too from that collar sleeve guard too, where you can if you're covering the other bicep, where you can pull them into the humalplata with the with the uh, sleeve control arm. Or on that arm. Um, yeah, because I just wanted to bounce it off you because I've been playing with those ideas. And when you said half guard and and leg drag and arm drags, I was like, oh, it's sort of the same thing. Not the same thing, but same position. Uh, so, which jiu-jitsu, which jujitsu personality is inspired to the most when you were coming up through the ranks? Like, like who did you who did you tend to like try to emulate or or,
1: or you know? I didn't watch a lot of I didn't watch a lot of jujitsu. Um, mm-hmm. I bought some Marcelo DVDs, but like I said, mm. I watched them, but there was mm. nothing. I, I watched some Hodolfo mm. but the, yeah, there was no real person like that, that you can say is like a, a pro or a star that mm. really inspired me to, to do certain things. I think it was really just more people around me, mm. right. The, the people I was actually training with, um, you know, I to my buddy Ben for sure right cuz mm-hmm. I always lose to him so I had to catch up yeah, and beat right, him up. right. Tried to beat him up but but there was a you know Tyson camp was a, was a belt over there at Claudio mm-hmm. was at, that was training and and so I actually picked up a lot of stuff from him mm-hmm. just old school basic jiu-jitsu or fundamental jiu-jitsu right not, mm-hmm. not basic fundamental
0: from mm-hmm. him <laughs> so, yes um, from him
1: there was a guy named Italo Lins that came and was doing mm-hmm. like a uh I think he was there for about three months or so and he was like a guest instructor or whatever you want to call it and i picked up a lot from him right mm-hmm. and so he was i think from gf team he's out mm-hmm. think, somewhere on the east coast now but he was here for a while i picked up a lot so it was more you know, carlos Mello from your bjj right there was another guy mm-hmm. right so there's a lot of people that were around me right that i mm-hmm. wouldn't say they're big names but mm-hmm. that inspired me to keep training Right, it wasn't so much mm-hmm. the the pros. For, mm-hmm. I just didn't watch a lot. I just didn't watch a lot. Now, like right now, I've been watching a lot of um, Roger Gracing Oh yeah, the some of his close guard stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So who else? Oh, Fabio Grizel. It's like mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm, I'm watching all these old school guys doing doing the fundamental jujitsu. It's just and things that I've learned. But there's different right. details to it, right? And then of right. course, I, I still watch a lot of Kyo's DVDs and. I'm on his uh, CTA online, so I just watch mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, I think, the, the three now that I watch that inspire me to keep training or, or, or trying to revamp my game, you know, it's got to be, you know, Kyle, mm-hmm. Roger, and uh, and Figo So and then, my, and then, of course, Terminator, uh, Fernando, a.k.a. Terminator, <laughs> uh, that I train with. He, right. he's, uh, he, he beats me up, but uh, I'm going to catch him one day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> everybody's got that guy. Pete. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, yeah, Pete uh, does that to me all the time, beats me up all the time. Um, how often did you compete coming up through the belt ranks, and what's your most memorable competition experience? Well, I, I didn't compete, you know, uh, I didn't travel to compete. Mm-hmm. Like
1: all my competitions were local, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of the uh, now, there's, now it's BJJ Tour, but it was like them uh, US Open, and, uh, mm-hmm. American Cup, and uh, uh, what was the other one? The All Stars, I think it was. Yeah. So I did mostly those, and then I did a couple Jiu Jitsu World League. But um, I did a lot of those up until like purple belt, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I got a few injuries at Brown, so I didn't compete as much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but but the most memorable, for sure, was a loss. Um, and uh it changed it changed the way I hip escape more than anything. Um, but i was up i was doing pretty well i was actually doing pretty well i I think it was my third match already i think i was gonna get on the podium there This was i think it was at blue belt and so then um i don't i was up 13-0 i was up i was fine but i was tired Mm -hmm. and so me and this guy were locked up and we're going back and forth right and and we're standing and, and the referee calls us for stalling but i had never been called for stalling so i panicked and, and then also at that time, I was an anti-guard puller, right? Mm-hmm. Now I love it because it just makes so much energy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was always trying to shoot, get a double leg, right? That, mm-hmm. was, my, that was my go-to. Mm-hmm. And so when they called me for stalling, I panicked. And instead of pulling guard and bringing them into me, I kind of just dropped to the ground as, a, as if I pulled guard, right? It was like mm-hmm. I just flopped, like a, right. just fished out of water, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just flopped down. And so then he went, he passed my guard, got to me on belly and then I hip escaped and he, he hit the darts choke on me with oh. like a few seconds left and just, and I ended up tapping. That was my most memorable. Wow. <laughs> so I was just like, shit. Damn it. It changed. It changed. Like I can't forget it.
0: Wow. Yeah. It That would be memorable. Tables turned quickly. Well, It's everybody, you know, it, it happens. I mean, I, yeah. I had so I've had more, it's way more good. losses than it wins. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was, it's, it's a fun memory, though, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it just it changes the way I play the game. It's just mm-hmm. it's 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 funny. It to me it was funny, mm-hmm. right? It's like it was yeah. stupid, and I don't want to do it again, right? It's funny.
0: Yeah, it's just, and you learn something out of it. Which, yeah. yeah, it's, it's like if you're gonna pull thing. guard, pull guard. Don't just pull drop guard. to the floor, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, do you have do you have any tips on pulling guard? Like how how would you how would you do it in a, in, a, in a in an effective way? You know, well, yeah, off. I mean now now you know you
1: obviously you grab you grab the. Uh, you you have cross grips one on the lapel one on the on the tricep Mm. right put the foot on the hip that has the tricep same side Mm. put that foot on the hip and really pull them into you so when you sit down there's some tension there right Mm. and then you just pull them right in and close your guard on them right so it's i mean it's pretty pretty straightforward right Mm. i even you know even pulling half guard sometimes i'll try to pretend i'm pulling pulling guard and i'll just go straight into half guard instead nice Uh, yeah it's yeah. not the it's this choice either, but you know I'm pretty comfortable in half guard that I that I feel like I can do it and get away with it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I do that too, though. I actually will pull people into my half guard because I feel comfortable there and, and, I, yeah. and I have a game there and I have things I do and they work for me a lot of times. So I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, the, I I, yeah, I guess the place I feel the most uncomfortable is standing. That's still like yeah. I, still, and I think that's pretty common in jiu-jitsu, yeah. which which it's sort of it sucks though. I've always meant to I'm always like, God, I gotta change that. I really got to change that. But then I as I get older I'm more of like I'm more aware of like the whole the whole concept of you know getting taken down and injured or whatever. Um mm-hmm. but I do I am starting to play around with the idea of playing guard and then wrestling up in the ground. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I like the idea of of being in a seated position and wrestling up to control the hips to take them down. Yeah, I'm not so
1: much uncomfortable standing, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously it's not my strongest uh, place or position. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty comfortable for the most part. Mm -hmm. But I don't shoot as much as I used to no more because it just takes a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Right? So I just, like I said, I I get tired quicker. So I'd rather just get it down to the ground as soon as possible and just start playing from there. Right? That's just,
0: you know, it just works better for me now. I, I can go more rounds after. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do. It's, it's for fun, you know. It's like we're just trying to do jujitsu. It doesn't have to be, you know, an actual fight. Uh do you have any other non martial arts interests or talents?
1: Yeah, uh, not really. Not really. I, I uh I guess I don't know. Box I watch boxing here and there and mm-hmm. MMA. I'm just everything revolves around <laughs> around that now. Or martial arts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess I take my granddaughter to the park and play with her. That's always how,
0: enjoyable. <laughs> how old is your granddaughter? Uh she's three. She'll be four soon in August. But nice. yeah, she's three. Yeah. I, I miss when my kids were that age. Now they're now they're it's nineteen and nineteen and fourteen. So it's like, yeah. So old. Um, what are your goals, your jiu-jitsu goals for twenty twenty three? Uh well, I mean, First
1: of all, just really keep learning. Obviously, mm-hmm. right? Just always want to want to improve on, on the positions that I already like to play and, and mm-hmm. learn new positions, right? I want to be able to, I want to get better at leg locks, mm-hmm. right? But I, I'm mm-hmm. not dedicating a lot of time to that either, so that might not be realistic. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but really trying to trying to get better, trying to learn more, right? In certain positions, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. like I said, we just opened up the school solidarity, mm-hmm. so you know, building up the school, being there for the students, there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just basically that you know try to grow coffee crew a little bit more. Uh mm. you know we have we're, we're like I said we're doing coffee crew in uh in Temecula area. So mm-hmm. it's coffee crew south and then we're doing it also in Austin um up at uh Soul fighters in Neander Texas. Nice. Um so my buddy Alex Northam is there and he and he's mm-hmm. doing he's handling all the stuff there and they're growing it. it's pretty cool. It's it's cool to watch, right? Cause mm. I think it's it's something I kind of went through, or me and a couple of the guys went through already, trying to build it up. And you always have people that like it's the weirdest things. The people you think will say, "Yeah, come to my school and bring all these people over here. It'll be so much fun." Those are the people Mm -hmm. that say no. Really want it are the ones that actually accept and yeah, come through. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it was like because when we first started it, I was messaging people and trying to do a little brief introduction and talk Mm -hmm. to them. Right, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what we do. But there was other instructors that I knew personally that I would visit their school and stuff, and I thought, oh, this this guy's cool. He allows visitors. I'm gonna ask him anyways, right? And we'll hmm. see what he says. But I'm pretty sure he's gonna say yeah. And that was the person. Those those were the people that said no. We don't want that here. Really? So was, you just don't know. Yeah, you don't know who's gonna do it. But hmm. so now that they're doing it in Texas, and and instead of doing that at a fight syndicate in in Temecula, hmm. you know, you 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 try to see who's gonna do it. And so I just I said, look, this is what weed in over here let's mm-hmm. kind of follow the same path and seeing it, and watching it grow. Like Texas, it's growing, right? There's a lot of things going on in Texas. It's growing pretty cool. And it's you know, you try to you try to uh impact the people around you, right? For mm-hmm. the for as far as jujitsu goes. Mm-hmm. And so watching that grow's been fun, right? So I'm not we're trying to get over there, I think in July, you know, try to visit other schools, you know, other mm-hmm. places, go go to go to um with the San Diego area, kind of train over there a little bit because it seems like there's a lot of uh, Ten Planet over there, right? I like a lot of the 10th yeah. Planet guys that are open to cross training. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's mostly no-gi for the guys over there. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: get over there, train with Big Ben and and do that and then head over to Texas, hopefully, and train with them. Yeah, but Those are pretty much my goals, just to get better and, and visit more schools.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my oldest daughter actually is a student at SDSU. And she's down there, you know, she lives down there in the dorms and I have to go move her out in May. And my plan is to go down a couple of days early and do some jujitsu down there. And I was going to hit up uh, 10th Planet, you know, where, where uh, Boogie is and some other gyms. But yeah, I should, uh, I should talk to Ben and see if he's in the right ben, Gilmore. Yeah, give him oh, a holler.
1: Yeah. Give him a holler. He's right there in Temecula. I think it's like mm-hmm. Winchester, Marietta. There's, a, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of schools over there and new schools too, right? It's a lot of newer schools. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but there's a lot of 10th Planet down there.
1: Yeah. A lot of Nogi. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's cool. what I like. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like G2, but I, I, like I said, I just, right now I'm like, or I have for the last couple of years, I've really been into the Nogi. I really like it. And I yeah. still have to get my leg lock game better, but um, it's coming, it's coming along. I'm studying it now. It's like my thing that I'm trying to learn how to do. Um, but it's uh, definitely better than it was. So that's a positive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Kiko, thanks for coming on the podcast today and talking to me today. Is is there, where can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you uh, for coffee crew or otherwise?
1: So, uh, coffee crew, we're working on the website right now. We're revamping the website. We actually mm-hmm. just changed. It used to be coffeecrew.net. Now it's going mm-hmm. uh, to be nodojo tripping.com. Mm,
0: nice. uh, <laughs> so
1: we got that. So that, that'll be the new website. Um, and we're going to have some gear and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should be up probably within the next couple of weeks here. Um, just like I said, we made a couple of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then we have a uh, coffee crew 2011 at gmail.com. If somebody wants to email us and get, and get the, get the crew out there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the biggest thing I'd say too, if, if, you know, if we're if you're hosting a coffee crew, promote mm-hmm. it within your students. Cause really at the end of the day, it's, it's to help the students that are at that gym, right. Mm-hmm. Get a different look at different people. So promote it and blow it up a little bit. Right. Get, get mm-hmm. people out there. But, but yeah, I mean, that's basically, basically it well, We're on Instagram, uh, the coffee crew with case with and then a uh, right. facebook same thing
0: say, say, say the instagram one again because you cut out a little bit it's a uh, the coffee crew okay with the k yeah, yeah with Got K's. It. It. cool well hey again thank you very much for coming on i had a great time talking to you um if you want to come back on again and, and talk some more i'd be I'm totally open to it all right that sounds good see you, all see cool. you tomorrow i will I'll see you tomorrow I mean, I'm, committed. Right. I'm committed i'm committed <laughs> oh. All right. Take it uh, easy. Bye-bye.